Hey guys, before we get this started, I just want to tell you about an exciting new tool that has helped and is also a sponsor of the podcast, Poddex. Poddex are a deck of cards you can use to get everything from ideas to podcast topics to ideas for would you rather questions and other exciting podcast stuff. All the decks of cards you can use to help grow your podcast and more importantly come up with ideas when you're running dry out ideas. So what you want to do, it's, and that's also a great way to support the show by the way, go to www.poddex.com, use the promotional code, join the conversation, and get 5% off of your order. So that's www.poddex.com, join the conversation for the promotional code for 5% off your order. You will not regret it. Hey guys, this is Will. This is episode 95. This is the first little streak of interviews I'll be leaking out during the weekend for 101 Tales. I get to be a part of this next week starting from the 17th of November through the 21st uh, on at Comicplex, www.comicsplex.com. You can go there, sign up for an account. It's a free account and you can join us for those five days. I believe I'm going to be on late Friday night um, around 10. 10 ish Eastern Standard Time. So, and I'll have, I'll make sure I get the specifics beforehand anyway. So, I just want to let you know that's what's going on. So, this first episode in this series has an interview Mog parked us with me concerning some stuff I'm doing and stories and things like that. But then also, I get to interview Joe Rye who's an awesome artist slash creator graduate from the Joe Kubrick School of Arts and everything like that. And so we just kind of talk briefly about the projects that we're doing for and talking about things that we're going to talk about on 101 Tales. So we hope you'll join us for this. We hope you'll check it out. I'll be leaking out some other episodes in the next couple of days. So that way you can hear some other interviews and other storytellers. And we hope you'll get involved. Check it out. We'll have some different exclusives and things like that you are able to buy if you want to buy. But if not, you can just come in and enjoy the stories that we tell. So anyway, thank you so much, guys, for rocking with us on this. This is episode 95. This is the first series of the 101 Tales interviews starting now. Hey, good evening, guys. Shaka. Anyway, I'm here to give you guys a teaser, a taste of what is to come for 101 Tales. And 101 Tales is a unique convention of entertaining you guys with, you know, 101 Tales from November 17 till 21. That's five nice guys. It's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. And you guys are going to be super entertained. And it's going to be all free. So it's so much cheaper than buying a $10 hot dog or $8 water. You, you have it right in your room, your kitchen, wherever. And you can just enjoy. Anyway, I he- brought here a very special guest. Tonight, it's going to be William K. Holland. This guy is a crazy imaginative guy who writes, draws, and is an awesome databank of comics, manga, animation, anime, whatever. He's just like, <laughs> so anyway, here we go. Let's everybody say hi to Will- William. Will, I, I guess. Hello. I don't know how to follow up with that because I mean you introduced me well. So I'm just I'm just kind of like, okay, she she said it. We're good. Let's go. 
<laughs> so anyway, Will, like, thank you so much, for, first of all, for, you know, like, participating for 101 Tales. And I know you have a couple stories up your sleeves that you're going to pull out like a magician. So can you please give us like a taste of what you're going to bring to the table? Okay, so a lot of my stories are based out of a character I created named Pencil Ninja. Pencil Ooh. Ninja is a sugar pie robot boy. And how's it going, Mr. Ross? Doing well? I see you on there. I see the comment on there. Appreciate you stepping in and checking us out. So Pencil Ninja is a character. He's a sugar-powered robot boy. Uh, basically, his thing is he's just an impulsive kid. And so sometimes he may get in an adventure. What's going on? Hey, hey, Mel. Uh, it's... Sometimes he may do little ninja adventures. Ooh, yay. You know, sometimes he gets together and has adventures with his friends that may involve him being like a Power Ranger type person. Oh, Power Rangers, yes. And then other times he may be doing stuff like most kids do and tell book reports about heroes like John Henry. Ooh, that guy looks serious, man. So, well, John Henry was an interesting folklore that mm. I used to read a lot and hear about growing up. And so he was always kind of one of my heroes because of the fact that he stood against the machine and different yeah. things like that. He really fought incredible. The, envir the, the environment he was in. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I always appreciate him as a character. But I th feel like it's interesting to have Pencil Ninja kind of talk about as a student why, you know, why he inspired him. So those are just examples of the student. Hey, <laughs> Val. <laughs> awesome stuff. Yeah. You see, this, so guys, this is what I'm talking about. Like, Will, this guy is crazy. He has so much imagination. It's like a magician pulling out things out of his hat. You don't know what's going to come out. Like, like just like you telling me, you have so many different kind of genres just being pulled out. And it's fantastic how you can just do that. And I'm so excited to, you know, look forward to listen to all your stories. And just to remind Again, guys, it's November 17 till 21. And I do have a second announcement to make. I do, um, I'm gonna be in Crypt Week, uh, which is happening literally uh, just before um, the 101 Tales. Are you gonna be participating in that? It's it's a horror story, horror, horror kind of convention, Will. I did not know about it to be involved. Oh, okay. So I'm learning about this like everybody else is learning about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gonna happen, and it's actually, I think it's, that one is not invitation, um, it's free. I think you can participate, and Meredith is running it. Okay. So, yeah, um, I'm gonna have the information, you know, written down in the comments below, so check it out. Anyway, okay. well, um, thank you so much for- no problem. <laughs> showing your beautiful face <laughs> with me for tonight. <laughs> I feel special. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. And um, guys, get ready to be dazzled, okay? just for November 17 to 21. And please help us out by liking, sharing, and commenting. I can't wait to be involved. Yes. So guys, get going, go to sleep. Bye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is another fun packed interview for 101 Tales that I'm getting to do. My name is Will. I'm one of the one of the participants of 101 Tales. And I get the awesome opportunity to interact with a bunch of really cool artists and creatives and different things like that. So I got Joe Rye. I want to make sure I'm saying that right. Like Joe yep, Rye. Joe Rye, yep. Okay. Good deal. 
So we've got Joe Rye here. And so I want Joe to be able to kind of talk a little bit about himself, let you guys know a little bit about who he is and what he does. So first thing, sir, as always, we like to start off with some good origin stories. Everybody is not, you know, everybody doesn't crash land from Krypton onto the planet. You know, and everybody doesn't, you know, also, you know, be born underwater and then given to Earth, you know, as, as, a, as a child, you know, beginning to become Aquaman. Because, you know, there's an underwater war going on. So we'd like to you just tell a little bit about your story, share a little bit about how you grew up, different things like that. Sure. Um, well, let's start with the be humble beginnings. So I I was just a kid from a small town, Greenville, New York. I'm still okay. actually currently living in that town. Um, I grew up loving animation, loving cartoons, and I could draw even before I could walk. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've always been drawing ever since I was a kid. Um, when I was about 13, my parents took me to an animation studio in Disney. There, I truly felt a passion for animation, and the animator said I had talent. So he actually gave my parents some information and said I should pursue this as a career. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not all that at all. And so, well, uh, so I'm going to ask this question, kind of to push it more into that a little bit. You mentioned animation. What's some of the cool stuff that you enjoyed as a person as a fan of animation? Well, for me, um, I grew up in the 90s, um, even though I'm writing about the 80s <laughs> um, with my comic book, which I'll explain in a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in the 90s. So shows like Pinky and the Brain, um, Rocco's Modern Life, uh, Animaniacs, stuff like that is where I really found a passion for cartoons. All the 90s Nicktoons, um, old Cartoon Network stuff like Ed and Eddie. And I grew up loving that stuff. And mm -hmm. I always said to myself, I want to do this for a living. I want to design these kind of characters. Okay. So you mentioned like Rocco's Modern Life and uh, other Nickelodeon things and stuff like that. Now, as it relates to animation and things like that, you know, you, you know, of course, there's all sorts of different styles when it comes to animation. I mean, there's everything from kind of the, the cow art style of animation that's going on now to even the old school. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to say this right. The stretch, stretch and grow style. And stretch. Yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> old school stuff with the, that was in a lot of Looney Tunes. And even if you go back further than that, you know, you've got the rubber band stuff. That's true. That's true. The old cartoons from the 1920s. Okay. The uh, you know, it sounds like you're not only a historian of animation, but you really not you really enjoy it and really grow with it. So, so what would be something you know? Because uh, something that because I also get the chance to host the podcast. One of the things we talk about is talking to people about animation who only experienced the animation that they grew up with. You know, for example, you know, you say, okay, well, you've got a person that loves Steven Universe, for example, but that never watched, say, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, that's not me. That's not me. I expose yeah. myself to all different forms of animation, mm -hmm. ranging from, you know, the Ralph Bakshi stuff, you mm -hmm. know, from the 90s, to the 90s Nicktoons, to the modern day stuff such as Avatar The Last Airbender. I try to expose myself to every single kind of animation there is, even um, stuff from overseas in Japan. Like, 
I am no stranger to trying out different animation. Okay. That's pretty groovy. That's pretty groovy. It's always good to hear people talk about things like that, but then also really gauge where they're at on that spectrum. Definitely, definitely. So, so we mentioned animation and we mentioned how that, that was something that grew into a core of your life. So now you have worked on other things since then, obviously. And so what have you put together out of that love of animation? What came out of that? Well, that love of animation inspired me to uh, go into comics, actually. I went to the Joe Kubert School, and there I actually took some animation courses, and I fell in love with the cartoon style of comics. And mm -hmm. right now I am actually drawing a comic that is in that cartoon style. If you would like, I can share with you right now the comic. Well, I definitely would like for you to share some stuff. Yes, definitely. So what I'm working on currently, inspired by my love of cartoons, let me see if I can get it in good lighting. It's my own cartoon series. Uh -huh. So it's starting off as a comic book. But as you can see, the comic book itself is going to be done in a very animated style. Okay. So it's not like the typical, you know, comic book. It's more of an Archie, you know, style comic book. It's very cartoony. Um, and because I love animation, it ha it holds true to animation. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I saw the truck back there, and of course, the first thought I thought of was like Optimus Prime. They kind of reminded me of Optimus Prime and the color scheme. Well, sure that... Transformers are definitely an influence. I'm a big <laughs> Transformer fan. Oh, and uh, we you did mention to me a little bit about um, what this interview was going to be about. So... Mm -hmm. I guess I'll speedway into that. Okay. I am a huge Transformer collector. <laughs> oh, wow. So, me, I love Transformers. And a lot of the stuff that I draw is inspired by the things I like. So, mm -hmm. 80s Girl is inspired by Back to the Future, Bill and Ted, Transformers, Weird Science, all the stuff that I love from the 80s is incorporated into the series. Okay. So I can appreciate that. I mean, we've had so many, we have so much of a resurgence of the love of the 80s, everything from Stranger Things on, you know, it's just different love letters to the 80s in that era. Definitely. You know, definitely. So that's, that's always cool to hear about. And so now tell us a little bit about the story behind what you're doing there. The story behind what I'm doing, um, My Life is an 80s Girl is a time traveling story about a guy from this generation who goes back in time to the 80s, and he falls in love with the daughter of the scientist who brought him there. Okay. And right, so it's a little bit of romance mixed in with the mm -hmm. whole lot of crazy time travel stuff. Oh, yeah. It's a sci-fi romantic comedy. And this, this particular series is actually inspired by... Like I said, the cartoons I grew up with, but I got the idea just drawing the girl. And then I said, hey, what if I came up with a time traveling story about a guy from this generation who meets a girl from the 80s? And that's kind of the birth of it. 
that would be a really interesting culture shock to step back in time. Definitely. <laughs> into that land, because especially if you say, okay, they were born, say, in the 90s, they were born, say, in the 90s, and they grew up into the 2000s. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you're transported back to the 80s. Yeah, yeah. That's totally the vibe I want to go with this. Mm-hmm. Definitely a man out of definitely a fish out of water story, if you will. Oh, it is, it is, and it's also, it's also an underdog story, really. Um, it's about a you know boy meets girl, but girl is, as I say in the tagline, girl is out of his time. <laughs> so the girl is out of his league. You know, she's the popular girl. She is the girl who is, um, you know, she's somebody who wouldn't normally be seen with a geeky character like Alvin, but because they met so unlikely, they ended up together. Okay. And the story actually follows uh, their arc and how they became a couple. You mentioned it was a sci-fi romantic comedy. So is there an adversary? Per se that he's dealing with, or is his is the struggle more about how he winds up with the girl? Well, it's I'm glad you mentioned that. The um, adversary really is Roxy's ex boyfriend. So the story is Roxy is when Alvin comes into the picture. Roxy is dating this guy who is very abusive to her and treats her like crap. Alvin stands up to this guy and shows Roxy that she deserves better. And she mm. he wins her heart. Okay. And but the Roxy, ex-boyfriend is not taking it sitting down, of course. He's, no, he's, he's not taking it well at all. He is actually the main antagonist of the story, and he's always trying to spoil Roxy and Alvin's relationship. He's always trying to get in the middle of it and trying to stir up trouble. And really, throughout the story, he's trying to kill Alvin. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. It's a whole other level there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this this piece I could now is this the uh, are these the stories we're gonna be hearing in a one one hundred and one tales? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Right. Um the book itself right now, um, I'm currently making the comic and uh, in 2021, I'm going to be putting it on uh, Indiegogo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then you'll be crowd starting it and going after that that, that round. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's an interesting challenge. I know that's something I eventually want to do. I've not quite gotten there yet. I've been doing a lot of my stuff through Amazon and different things like that. But eventually, I want to get to the place where I actually can go through and say, okay, I've got this idea and I'm putting it out there, you know, help. You know, let's work together to get this thing done. Absolutely. Well, ideally, I do want to make the comic, but even more so, I want to make the animation. I have some contacts. Um, I don't know if you knew that I knew Richard Lasso, who is also a guest on 101 Tales. But Richard Lasso and I are going to be working together on 80s Girl in the future. He is actually going to animate 80s Girl. Okay, well, cool deal. It, it looks like some things are coming together for you on that front. And that's really awesome to hear. Uh, I hope that as you're building this story, now, now, and, and I'm going to ask another question just off the top of the head here. 
could there be a could there be repercussions for our main character jumping back in time? Like, would there be say oh, some yeah. a group of people that may go after him? Like you're messing with stuff that you're not supposed to be. Uh huh. Yep. Believe it or not, um, part of the arc of the story is when Alvin is going back in time and in between back in time, he actually gets attention from the police in the future. So we're talking 2035. So he is dealing with intergalactic police from the future who basically want him arrested <laughs> for messing with the space-time continuum. Because you jump it back and forth a lot, and that, there's no way you can keep that all without messing up anything. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And part of the story arc is in one episode, for example, Roxy brings back a Velociraptor, and the Velociraptor is trashing her dad's house, and she's trying to hide it. As a so, Velociraptor would. What? As a Velociraptor would. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, she's trying to hide it from her dad because her she doesn't want her dad to know that she is messing with her dad's experiments. Roxy is a rebel, though, and she does what she's not supposed to. <laughs> okay. But, and it kind of makes you think of what would happen if Dee Dee from Dexter's Lab was older and then it basically... Instead of it being her brother's lab, it was a father's lab because yep, yep, you know, that's kind of exactly, that same idea. exactly the right mindset. Okay, really awesome. I'm glad to hear about this really cool idea. Uh, now, have, now, is this your first big? This is your first project that you're really working on towards this, or? Absolutely. Well, um, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually right here have the first project that I actually did work on, and this is. Horrendous magazine. Okay. Well, as you can see here, oh wait, not here. Here is 80s Girl. It premiered okay. in Horrendous Magazine. Oh. I also worked on recently Horrendous 2 magazine, which has a Ghostbusters parody story of 80s Girl. So this magazine was a compilation between me and six other creators who put together this magazine. Horrendous. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually one of the artists in here. So it's like a horror anthology type thing? Or? That's exactly what it is. It is a horror anthology um, with a whole bunch of different artists and different stories and different styles. It's a lot of fun. And I've sold quite a few copies of it. Okay. A lot of people love it. <laughs> Cool. Well, cool. And now, uh, will that be available? Will that be something that will maybe be available on ongoing tales? Maybe it's an exclusive. Oh, absolutely. Um, I have plenty of copies. I will definitely, um, if there's a spot where I can sell them, I definitely will put them up for sale, and people can buy them from 101 Tales. Okay. Well, that's really exciting. That's really awesome. This is Joe Ride. This is one of the awesome storytellers. Coming up uh, next week, as a matter of fact, I believe, the 15th through the 21st, you'll be able to come in for five nights and hear some awesome storytellers come together and tell their tales. So I hope that you will join us. Uh, I will make sure that at some point in this video, I will have edited up the proper information or Mog will have edited up the proper information. Not for sure how that will go. But one way or the other, you'll get the proper information in there so that, that way you'll know where to go to get involved. 
So, Joe, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank and you. I hope you nothing but the best success on your on your current project that you're working on. Take care. Thank you very much. Problem? It's been a pleasure speaking with you as well. Awesome. All right, everybody. 101 Tales coming next week. Get ready for it. It's going to be awesome. This episode is powered by Poddex.